It's the old Dean. Hi, everybody. Hello there. How are you? Greetings, Mark. Welcome. A beautiful day here in New York. I don't know how it is out in uh, San Francisco or wherever anybody else. All the way out to Long Island, but we got a beautiful day here in New York. Perfect beach day. That's for sure. Yeah. Welcome to another edition of. Yes, sir. I'm here. I'm here. Yes, sir. You here? What's that? I hope everyone's doing fine. Uh, this is our 60th, 6-0, the big 6-0 show. Wow. From this far, and many of you have been with us uh, from day one. Uh, we started this May 7th, 2020, and we've gone every single week, every single Thursday. A couple of times we changed to Tuesday because of holidays. Oh, Wednesday, right. Still here. It's the holidays. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. Um, Fred is not on the screen right now. He said he'll be a little late, but he we worked out a date for his son, Larry Fleischer, the uh, sports reporter. Uh, he'll he's gonna come on July 8th. July 8th, he'll be on. And, um, and uh, we'll talk for about 15, 20 minutes, and that's happening. I also want to ask you guys something, and this will maybe lead to another special guest and uh and well let me ask you how many of you have right now sports cards in your house are you still and how many of you had sports cards in your past okay which means past or now whatever so Wait, I'm just I don't know if you have your cards for the value of the cards or the, um, what's the word? Just to like have a picture of a certain ball player and uh, the nostalgia. memory. Of that, nostalgia. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, yeah, um, well, my son, uh, fresh off the boat, well, not really the boat, he drove from Portland, Oregon to my house here in Douglaston. He <clears throat> had two weeks. Uh, one of his businesses is buying and selling sports cards um, and getting and sending them out to company to a company to have certain cards rated. You probably know more about the rating system than I do because he tells me about it and it's, I, it shows me a card that's a 10 that's a perfect 10 and a card that's a seven and I look at I'm looking I'm looking at you know fake they look exactly alike. So I don't know how, but he, he knows and he'll talk. If he, he, if you guys want him to come on, you know, for a few minutes, he's willing to come on to talk to you guys about sports cards, collecting um, and, and the rating system, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, not because he's my son. Would you guys be interested in something like this? Hey, nice. Yes, yeah, I oh, would. Wow. Yes. Yes. Can you hear me clearly? Yes, yes. clearly. All right. So we'll work very clearly. We'll work some date out for him. He's busy. He's in and out. He's got three businesses, and uh, we'll go from there. Okay, so this is show number sixty. Yay, yay, yay! Not too many ball players had number sixty, but the no. two were very popular. I think two were both in the Hall of Fame. Gron, Tommy Nobis. I don't even have him. Is he? Nobis? Yep, <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> All right, he's in the Hall of Fame. Did he make it? I don't know if he's in the Hall of Fame, but he's I think number he 60. Is, yeah. He was a bear, right? Falcon. No, uh, no, Falcon. Falcon's Mark. Falcon. Falcon. Yeah. Chuck Bednarik? 
I have Chuck Bagnaret. Uh, anyone made the hit on Gifford. Huh? He's the one that made the hit on Frank Gifford. Oh, yeah. Right. Exactly. I think he might have been the last uh, two-way player. Two-way player, right. And they were linebacker, I think. And, you know, Otto Graham, the quarterback, won number 60. Yep. I never knew that until I saw it written. I can't think of any other 60s. Dallas Keuchel. Yes, yes, I see Dallas that on Keuchel. here. Very good, very good. Right. <laughs> Thank you with us. So you can yeah. give us additional information. Thanks. Yeah, All right, let's go on from there. Um, good uh, luck. Listen, yeah, yeah. look what I got for Father's Day. Someone gave me this from Project 70. It comes with a stand. I don't know if you could see it. Yeah. By a fam famous artist. They're doing all the ball players. Mm. And they put wow. it in a frame for you. And is that a card size or is it a different size? It's card size, yeah. What's on the back? It just says Project 70, uh, Mickey Mantle. From uh, top 1952 Topps baseball card, Andrew Teal is a multidisciplined artist based out of New York City. is recognized as one of the uh, strongest artists of the world for his large-scale textured paintings and innovative mixed media styles. I don't know. Somebody knew I love Mantle. They gave me this. Here you go. Good, good. And so, you know. He Art says they have a, a lot of famous paintings of different ball players. It looks like it's in a very hard case, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember. It looks just like the rookie card, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you try to take the card out, you're gonna you're gonna ruin the card trying to get. No, they told me leave it in the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried a couple of times with those hard cases just to get the card out, and I basically ruined the card. But I'm in for the nostalgia. As we said, right. the value of the cards. Me either. <laughs> ah, both. Whatever. Uh, How do you know what the values are? I have like 15 cards, but that's it. But they're, you know, Andre, I mean, Andre Dawson and that, 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 uh, that, that William McCovey, but I don't know if they could be like worth two cents. If I have 50,000 cards behind me in my bookcase, <laughs> about 50,000 cards. The only cards I have is I what you gave us. My, I said to my son, what are you going to do when I die? He says, throw them out. And those are worth those. <laughs> throw them out. Throw them out. Only ones I have. The ones you gave us, Mark, that you didn't want. Right. That's the it. doubles and triples. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. If it, was, if it was like a few months later, you wouldn't have got any of those cards. <laughs> anyway, uh, this, day, this day in baseball. Here's what happened uh, in this famous book today is June 24, 1935. Rookie Joe DiMaggio hits two home runs in the fifth inning. And he also added two doubles as the Yankees beat the St. Louis Browns 18 to 4. Wow. He was a rookie. That was a Can't rookie. be 35. At 19. DiMaggio wasn't a rookie till 36. 36. Uh, maybe it's 36. Maybe my eyes deceive me too. Yes. Got him, Howie. Yeah. I'm going to go back and check Let's it. take away his cards now. You know, I'm going to typo in, when they wrote it up. In 1950, you remember Wes Westrom, who became a Met manager? Yeah. Catcher with Giants. Yeah. Well, 1950, this guy hit three home runs and a triple in one game. Nice. That'd be his greatest career day ever. Yeah. The Giants routed the Reds 12-2. to But I didn't know, you, you know, Three home runs for West Western. 
1955, Harmon Killebrew hits his very first home run off of Billy Heft, H-O-E-F-T, in, uh, in the stadium in Washington, Griffith Stadium. Uh, oh, here's a good one. And I remember this game like it was yesterday. In 1962. Oh, yeah. The Yankees were playing the Detroit Tigers. Uh, I'm not sure if it was the second game of a doubleheader. It was a single game. But the game went 22 innings. Uh, oh, is that where Calavito yeah. wound up pitching? No. No. And, and I went to the bathroom no. with Jack Reed. hit about, the home run, by the way. Jack, is this a Jack Reed? Jack but I Reed, believe right. Calavito, I believe Calavito pitched in that game. They ran out of pitches. I got to go back to the box. Yeah. No, it's Mark. Uh, that was also Bob Turley, the last game that Mark, uh, Bob Turley started. Is that right? And I, and I think Jim, Jim Bouton won that game, and Pedro Ramos lost that game. And I remember that game like like uh, like yesterday. <laughs> well, no, Phil Regan. Phil Regan, I mean, the vulture, right. Yeah, right. The vulture and that was only, that was the only home run that uh, Jack Reed ever hit. In his career and won the game 9-7. The game lasted seven hours and 22 minutes. And Tex Clevenger pitched that game, I remember. <laughs> That's a game you look back in the box score of all the players who played in the 22 minute game. Anyway, also in 1958 on this day, Jim Northrup. Hit two grand slams in one game as the Tigers beat Cleveland. Mm -hmm. um, and also on this day, boy, it's a very famous day. In 1983, Don Sutton. In 1983, Don Sutton becomes the eighth pitcher. 3,000 strikeouts for oh. Korea. You know how many there are now? 11, 12. 18. Wow. Oh. So that happened in 1980. Okay, I want to talk about this uh, baseball and the, the sticky stuff, crackdown, what's going on. The funny stories that's going on and the, the finger pointing and the people are really upset and pants coming down. What's your opinion on this? Let's hear your opinions. Well, it seemed to really affect the Yankees. Um, Chat and his uh, spin rate has been really affected. And same thing with the other guy, the starter. Oh. The $325 million man. Cole. Cole, right. Cole. Yeah. But Cole, uh, he won his game this week, right? Yeah. He strike out. No, I thought they scored. In yeah, he didn't get, he was a no decision. Decision. There's there's a lot of guys that are affected. We shouldn't pinpoint two or three. Um, across the board, Venus was accepted in baseball. There's a lot like Rich Hill on Tampa Bay. He he they've said his spin rate was so low in yesterday's game, and he's been terrific. And he's not going to be the same pitcher now. So there are a lot of guys. Um, oh, there is a lot of that. Everyone's doing it. But he throws slow anyway. Yeah. Yes, but he can still throw 90. He can hit 90 still. Yeah. 
Look what they did to Scherzer. Girardi won three times, made him do that. He almost got into a fight. I don't blame him. That's all. Three days that this that this has started. It's only been three days and it's making all this. Uh, yeah, two strikes. Have they caught anyone yet? They, they did it. I don't know. Have they caught anybody? No, no one. No. Could you imagine Billy Martin was a manager with Scherzer? That would have been very entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. Well, wasn't Girardi was kicked out of the game, wasn't he? Was it? Was it? Was it because he called unsuccessfully for this to happen, or did he have a fight with someone? He came out of the dugout and argued with them afterwards. Well, he wanted to fight Scherzer, apparently. Yeah. And Scherzer was walking off the mound. He he was staring at him, and Girardi didn't like that. And he said, come on, come on. Like, you know, and he started going out after him. Okay. So well, he told me today that uh, Scherzer was like continuously rubbing his head because the moisture of from his scalp that you put on the ball for the grip. And they thought maybe it was like uh, real cream or something. But you know, that's, that's unfair because some people's head gets sticky. So it means the ball players whose head gets sticky when you rub your head has sticky stuff for the ball. Yep. That's not fair. That's why this rule is ridiculous, what they're doing. The rule is ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous. Absolutely. I feel like, to some degree, that you know, you got to be a purist about it. Cheating is cheating. You know, uh, they say there's no foreign substance allowed in the ball. But you put a foreign substance on your hand, it gets transferred to your ball. Yep. Same thing as a spitball. Whether, whether, doesn't matter what the substance is. But if it increases the spin rate to such an extent, if you look at, at, at what, what the consequences are, the hitting rates are low. They're comparing it to 1968, the year of the pitcher, right? <clears throat> the averages are down. And then you look at it, what, what the type of uh, swings that, pe- that hitters are taking against these pitchers. I mean, they're not even in a strike zone and they're mm-hmm. swinging at it. So something is wrong to some degree on the swinging situation on both sides, but then you also see, as a result of it, uh, that you don't see as many broken bats anymore as you used to see, because the guys can't hit the ball. And they're missing it. So they're they missing can't. it totally. They're missing. They're swinging up pitches that are two feet out of the strike zone. And and if you want to be a purist in the game, you know it's it's, it's just like when the, the the rule on the pints are on the bats. Yeah. Right. Oh, I mean, but that's cheating on the batter side. But you're talking about a situation where the way you're describing it, Danny, it's that uh, 95% of the pitchers are doing it. I mean, it's not as if it's like a few pitchers that are gaining something out of it. They all have these these drop curveballs now and everything else. Everybody's. It seems everybody's doing it. It's so not if like you throw, a few if you throw a good pitch, getting advantage. Why do you have to cheat to throw it even better? Have Have any of you in your heyday Ever pitched in your, when, you, when you were younger? Oh. Just stick ball. Little league. Little league. So we're going back to the years. But even ball. that you watch, a pitcher gets a ball from the umpire. What's the first thing he does? He rubs it up. He rubs it up. It's a little rosin bag. Rosin, then not right. the rosin bag away. And he rubs it has been around for years. That's all right. The rosin bag is to dry your hand. The same thing. I use a rosin bag when I'm bowling. Yeah. Same yeah, thing. Yeah. Just to keep my ball, my, my, my hand dry, but the rosin is not allowed to go on the ball. 
Mark, uh, Rogers has his hand up. I think it's getting tired. (laughs) Got a rotator cuff issue now, Mark. I don't. Right hand. (laughs) The other hand. Yeah. I need Tommy John surgery. No, I mean, way back when, I mean, I I think even the spitballs were legal for a while, but uh, you're right. Gaylord Perry was the master, you know, with the, you know, with the whatever he had on his cap or whatever. But we've done it over the years. Sometimes the catchers had ways of scuffing the ball and doing all kinds of things, too. It wasn't always just the pitchers. But, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, this has gone on for too long. I mean, you know, the umpires have to police it better. I mean, they seem like they focused on the better pitchers to begin with. As long yeah, as they don't show favor. The Scherzer thing was ridiculous. Romo right. dropped his pants, I saw yesterday. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was oh, getting you know what's interesting? Uh, Barrett Cole said that there should be more dialogue between the union and the uh, and the and the management, you know, uh, Manfred. And if I were if I were uh, in charge of all this, if I was in the union, I would suggest, which is logical, to do this uh, undressing and, and checking behind, you know, like in the clubhouse or in back of something, so it could be private. You know, who wants to be checked in the middle of a, a baseball field with 20,000 people watching you? Right. That's embarrassing. You know, right. It's like, purposeful. Like, like you're being uh, frisked for doing like a cop is frisking. Arms <laughs> up, you know, what I mean? it doesn't look right. for. It's purposeful. Heroes they catch them. It's out in the open. Right. Right. So, yes, Roger. Mark, I was just going to add, you're right. If there's a reason, if he suspects something, I remember Joe Negro had what that uh, nail file came out of his pocket while they were checking him one time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pineda had that stuff on his neck. I mean, you know, there was right. there was a reason. I mean, so. Right. Yeah, that was the most obvious one, you know. <laughs> Mark, I think Joe has yeah. the spit. Ball. The spitball, I think, was to make the ball uh, off center, eccentric, so that it would, you know, it would, uh, it would dip and move in ways that it wouldn't if it wasn't loaded. It wasn't to give it a, a firmer grip. But Pete Alonso had an interesting take on it. He says he doesn't care. He said these guys are throwing 98, 99 miles an hour, if, if, and if using a sticky grip helps them to keep the ball straight and not, you know, not hit anybody in the head, he's okay with it. Yeah, that's what he said. Okay with it too. It's interesting. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. You guys remember Michael Pineda with the with the schmutz and back? Yeah, yeah, that black yeah. stuff. Yeah. Black on black. Yeah, it was some. But yeah. um, all I know is that Rob Manfred said everything is going great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, everything is going three days, and we're not the only ones having a conversation about this. It's happening all over for three days. So. Let's see what happens down the line if they change things or they adapt or do something a little bit different. I don't know. All right. I'm just curious. So uh, we have six, about 16 screens on here. So how many of you think it's ridiculous what they're doing? Or how many, It's ridiculous or you agree that it's okay to do this? So how, how, many, think, how many think it's ridiculous what's going on? Well, it's two things. It's ridiculous. It is ridiculous, but I'm glad it's happening. Okay, so you're you're down the middle, you. Yeah, no, I mean, the way it's being handled, the way it's being handled, it could have been done a lot better. Um, You know, they can check the pitcher in the dugout. They don't have to do it on the field. Right. The umpires are just following rules, what the commission has told them to do and I'm, I'm sure they're going to have to adapt or change or something down the line 
Yeah, Howie. So, what? Well, I think. Shut up, Al. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Three thousand miles away. What are you gonna do? I think. I think eventually they have to impose rules, like in the off season, like some of the pitchers were complaining about. But in the interim, why don't they just make sure that the players just wipe off their hands, like in the old days? You had to. If you went to your mouth or you went to your head, you wipe it off on your uniform. It doesn't mean that they don't have anything on the uniform, but in the meantime, that will suffice. And if they suspect anything worse, like you say, Mark, they ought to take it <laughs> when they're in the dugout and look at them, not approach them uh, at the mound. But uh, this is something that needs to be discussed in the offseason, you know. A, t- a tweak or an adjustment in, in what they're yeah. But even like the, the sticky stuff, even if you wipe it off, it's still there. You know. Still there, yeah. Alan, still you want there. to say something? Yeah. The bottom line is it's got to be public. It's got to – it's it's making a statement. That's what we're talking about here. Right. Yeah. That's well, simple. All right. All right. Uh, Milton? Maybe they should allow you to have the pitchers do that and have the batters use cork bats like George mm-hmm. Brett. <laughs> what do you think? That would even cool. out. I, I've got no rules at all. Oh, the ball, let me hit it whenever I got. Michael? By the way, what did a cork bat actually do? Thought, though, come to think of it, ever since they started all this, there's been less boring baseball. The games have been getting more. Recently, the games are pretty exciting. I mean, cool. yesterday's game was the most exciting game of the season. And the Mets are playing exciting baseball now that the players are coming back. Who's to say that the ball that, that's getting hit more often, there's more base running, there's more things going on, and more screwy stuff happening. So maybe, uh, uh, you know, we're talking more about these things. Maybe in a way it's a good thing, but I do think that the uh, the pitcher should be uh, uh, behind closed doors. Yeah. Marty, you want to say public something? doesn't want to see a one nothing game all the time. Um, Marty, you want to say something? Then we'll move on. The, the the other thing that they can do, I don't know if anyone mentioned this yet. How about looking at the ball after you know after you know spot checking after the pitches? They can look at the ball if there's something on there. Then they can go. That's reason to go check the pitcher. Yeah, they, they, they pitch so many balls into the ground that hitters are swinging at when the pitch is a six, a fifty foot pitch, and they swing at it. And every time a ball hits the ground, the pitcher gets a brand new ball. Yeah. The only yeah. thing should be in the transfer when the ball does not hit the ground, and it's a catch between the pitcher, the pitcher and the catcher are playing catch. Right. You know, that that that's really when they should be expected because the catcher can put something on the ball as well. Right, right, right. They throw the ball out. All right. I'm sure we'll talk about this again as more developments and happen down the line. All right. Let's go to our local teams. Let's take the first place Mets. And yes, we are still in first place. Uh, what does that say about the division? like two days ago were in last place now they're in second place that's what it means really yeah last week the mets were 36 and 25 and now they're 38 and 31 so they went two and six they, yeah. Yeah. they play so good this but they still have a three and a half game 
league. Yeah. Considering, considering all the injuries and the fact that they got so much out of the bench replacements, you know, you got to take it. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, the Yankees were 35 and 22 last week, and they're 39, 34 now. So they had, they were four and two. Complaining, you know, a lot of complaining about the Yankees, and they're still four and a half out. Uh, third place, but they were four and two in the last week. And they're playing. There were two, there were two pretty strong clubs in the ALE, Boston and uh, Tampa. Tampa had a six game losing. Yeah, I know, but they're still, uh, they they brought this kid up yesterday, I think. Talk about him in a second, because if you remember, okay, you don't remember, I raved about him last year. You did. You wrote his name down a year ago, and here's the dude. Okay, we'll talk about him. Uh, so, uh, DeGrom, who injures his shoulder, it came back and threw five innings, no runs. His ERA is 0. 0.50. And, of course, he was checked, too. What? He was checked. Right. Yes, on Monday. Yeah, I was at the game. Uh, the some of their players back. Who's hiding? Anyway, so uh, they got Almora back. Yep. Uh, McNeil and Conforto, they're back. Uh, Nimmo, soon. Gentlemen, you may not see him pitch anymore this year. He put him on the uh, 60 day DL. Joey Lucchese, torn ulna lateral ligament. Ligament. Has to have, I think. Surgery, gone. Back anymore this year. Yeah. Familiar, 10 day, 10 day um, what do you have? A right hip impingement. Okay. What does that mean? It hurts. It hurts. Milton. Milton. Thank you for refer to any medical stuff. I know you only check the teeth and the canines and the molars. I love to pull those wisdom teeth, but what's a hip impingement? It probably something is impinging on his nerve, on the nerve. Ouch. Where was where was the where was he complaining from where? Right hip. Familiar. A lot of things could go wrong with that hip area. Yeah. You, know, you can have a partial he hips to pitch. It could be a partial no, no tear, right? No tear on it. I said hip impingement, 10 days. For the Mets, that could Something be something pressing on it, on squeezing it. <laughs> I don't know. All right, Marcus Stroman. Also, it's good. Stroman. His, his MRI came back clear. Right. Next to pitch when his That's turn right. comes up. There's a, there's a part of the hip called a labrum that could have a partial tear. I think a number of. That's what Alex Rodriguez had right. a partial tear. Uh, impingement just means some type of squeezing, pressure. That's what the word means. Thomas Nito has a sore wrist. He was put on the uh, injured list. He, he's out for a while. Uh, the Mets traded this Jacob Barnes, who really wasn't doing too good. I thought he'd be good. He gave up a grand slam. Yeah. He uh, was traded to Toronto for another pitcher, Troy Miller. Never heard anything about him. Um, the Mets um, designated for assignment Mason Williams. So no more classical gas on the, uh, the Mets. <laughs> Uh, then, then last week we were talking about the the Cub pitcher, Robert Stock. As a Jew, remember we talked about this last week. Yeah. Some of you guys yeah. were on last week because of the yeah. problem we had. 
But we talked about Robert Stock was a Cub pitcher. They brought him up. It was a needle pitcher, the pitch against the Mets. He was a little wild. The Mets scored some runs on him. The Mets beat him. Well, he was put on the uh, designator for assignment. The Mets picked him up. <laughs> he's the Met now. He's on the, uh, I guess, the farms, and he's he'd be the next pitcher called up. But uh, what else happened in transactions? Well, who was the guy the night the Mets lost the pinch runner they put on second base? And he did one of the dumbest things like I've seen the Yankees do on a ground ball to short. He got thrown out at third. Third, yeah. I mean, <coughs> Lindor hit the ball. And then Lindor got picked off first. Yep. Trying to, they ran themselves out of the inning. As a Mara? As a Mara? Lindor was, hit a ground ball, and whoever the pinch runner was at second ran to third. Yeah, he hit, it in front of, he hit it in front of the runner, and the guy still ran. You know, in high school, you're taught not to run if the ball's hit in front of you. I, I don't right. understand how this is happening. All right. Yeah. Yeah, happens every now and then. You know, hey, Mark. Go ahead, Roger. I just, to, I just want to ask Met fans, are you guys feeling a little better about Lindor now? Yes. <laughs> no. I never lost hope. I never lost hope. <laughs> no? Right. All-star guy. I knew he was going to hit. I mean, it's just, he's too good. Good, he's too, too good. good. It's to so, uh, Alonzo, this, on Sunday, he hit his 11th home run. I don't know if he's hit any since. No. Uh, he reached 80 for a career in 274 games, which is the third fewest amount of games uh, behind Ryan Howard hit 245. Wait a second, he hit 80 home runs in the third fewest behind, uh, Ryan Howard did it in 245 games and Aaron Judge did it in 264 games. Hmm. So, okay. Um, and he says he's going to defend his home run title in the Derby, which they didn't have last year. So he's had the title for almost two years then, right? Okay. <laughs> and Otani's going to be in so far. Those are the two they have. Big mistake. <laughs> you know what happens when you win the Derby? Yep. You finish for the rest of the year. Well, you know, that was two years ago. He did good. That's when he hit his 53 home runs. So we'll see. Uh, the Yankees got Luke Voigt back, and he's been swinging yeah. a very hot bat, you Yankees yeah. fans, right? The last yeah. uh, season. Yeah. Love it. And they sent yeah. down the Kit Gittens, which we knew they'd send him down. Uh, I don't know. He's there in case something happens again to Voigt. He's a little kid. He's 27 years old already. You yeah. know, but he could be very good. Well, we'll see. There's good trade base. There's no room for him on this team with Voigt. What happened to uh, Nito? This one I didn't hear. Hurt his wrist. When? He got hit with a pitch. When? I guess two days ago. <laughs> well, in the clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. And they twisted his wrist. I don't know. I can't keep track of them, all the Mets injuries. You remember Darren O'Day, who, who does yeah. the Yankees. Uh, <laughs> under Submariner? Yeah. 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 Almost yeah. back. He's almost back, so you'll see him soon. Uh, Severino is starting. He's throwing on flat ground. Uh, no mound work yet. So, what are we, the end of June, July, August? Hopefully. Never crazy about him. 
Yeah. Yeah. You could use him. Oh, yeah. And the Yankees pulled off their second triple play. Third. Third. Yeah. Third. 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 third, right. The second uh, and the third, uh, which is unbelievable. Two in a week? Two in a week. week. Two in a week. Two in a week. This was a nice one. Ended the game. At the end yeah. of the game, yeah. Saves Chapman's ass. Michael, you want to rant and rave about you Yankees? You were talking before we went in the air. You want to talk about that's the time to rant and rave. <laughs> oh, no, I, I just want to ask before I do that. Uh, if uh, Wilson and uh, and O'Day come back, what Yankee reliever should go down? You know, uh, I, I'm just wondering. I like Letke. I like uh, who, who would go down? It's crazy. You know, I, I, I like who's there. But what? Uh, and the other question I want to ask for Met fans is uh, do you think it's possible that uh, the Grom is a hypochondriac? <laughs> a little bit possible, maybe. Uh, but he's a gamer. You know, I mean, he gets, supposedly he gets hurt and comes back and plays. You know, maybe yeah. that's, that's part of his game also. You know? <laughs> no, he's not a baby. No. Right, last uh, week, Danny, your words were wuss. He's not a wuss. No, he's not a wuss. No, not him. I'm not talking about him. I'm just saying, well, he wants to know. I use, I use the worse on other on other players. Hector Cortez. Yeah, such, 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 as, such as stamp. Suddenly I got a pain in my side. I got to lay, lay down for a week. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the Yankee so, roster right now. Uh, how about Lucas? Uh, what's his name? Lutage? Is he That's key. Yeah. He's good. He's yeah. good. Well, I, I can't see setting him down. No. Michael King, because they use Michael King up and down all the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to rant and rave about the Yankees a little bit, and then we'll move on to. Uh... You know what bothers me about the Yankees? Uh, so many things, like this uh, Clint Frazier yesterday. I mean, what the hell is he doing, picking cooties off of Santana while the team is losing and laughing, and he can't hit the broadside of a barn? Why can't they send him down? Or it's, it's unbelievable. Next, what are they afraid of Stanton? All right, Stanton's yeah. a little, little better right now. Why isn't the worst hitter in the lineup not hitting eighth or ninth, Stanton. Next, what is, uh, what's his name, uh, Gardner, still being on the team or even playing when you have Floreal in the minors? How come you can't put Floreal out there and let him to help play? It's unbelievable. Next, why do you have Buck Showalter <laughs> as your uh, commentator? How could Buck Show Showalter be a commentator and, and, and not get rid of uh, Boone? Showalter is a great manager. Next. <laughs> the worst announcer I've ever heard is Michael Kay. Why the hell is he still announcing when you have some good announcers out there? Uh, there are so many things that bother me about my team. And I refer back. I, I don't want to talk too long. I wanted to say a few things about what happened <laughs> to the Yankees in 1965. Because in 1965, oh, the Yankees had, if you think about the team, Elson Howard catching, Joe Pepitone the first. Kubek, Richardson, the best combination you ever want to see double play. Clint, uh, Cleet Boyer, the best defensive third baseman they ever had. Mantle, Maris, Tresh, and they had up and coming Bobby Mercer and Roy White. The race pitcher was Whitey Ford. They had Sheldon and Stafford, and their, their uh, closer was Pedro Ramos, and they started to lose and lose and lose and lose. Mm -hmm. and, and as a matter of fact, if I recall correctly, the Yankees never lost from 1947 to 1964. And here they're starting to lose. I just want to say one other thing. Uh, back in those days, 
I used to pick on the Met fans an awful lot. I don't do that that much anymore. But back <laughs> in those days, I went to high school from 19, Bayside High School from 62 to 65. And watching the Mets were far more entertaining than watching the Yankees because the Yankees always won every single year. And won. the Mets flat out stuck. So I had so much fun picking on the Mets fans. You have no idea. You know, they really, really stunk. And the best thing that ever happened to me, and the reason why I don't pick on Mets fans anymore, is that in 1965, I graduated high school. And when the Yankees began to stink, I never had to see all the people I was picking on who were Mets fans. <laughs> so that's, uh, that's my Yankee rant and everything I wanted to say for uh, what's going on with the Yankees. But uh, yeah. they're starting to, they, they look a little by not, they look a little like 1965. They look like they can start winning. They look, when they're good, they're very, very good. They have a lot of good players. And then they go back into, but how did, how do you lose three to the Phillies? How do you, how do you, how did you even lose that stupid first yeah. game against Kansas City? And it's frustrating. Well, let's, let's see the, the, the proof of the pudding is going to be this weekend in Boston. You know, oh, yeah. after, especially after today's game and yesterday's, and yesterday's, uh, 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 game, which was uh, uh, was fun for the for the spectator yesterday, but I should have never gone that way. But uh, let's see what they got. Let's see what kind of uh, mustard they got in their system and going up in Boston this weekend. Yeah, and put the sticky stuff in the mix and see how you're picking it. Yeah. Howie, you want to say something, Howie? Yeah, the thing I don't understand about the Yankees with Stanton is all of a sudden this week I read. Oh, they're going to play Stanton in the field because they're, playing, they're going to go down to Miami and play where he used to play. And he can't play. There's no DH. I mean, why wasn't Stanton being played in the field to begin with? At least yeah, Fred is going to get hurt. He'll why? be hurt every other day. day. Well, see, that's that's he's ridiculous. a good fielder. Yeah, I mean, oh. it's ridiculous. You're a ball player you're being paid big money. You go out there, you get hurt, you get hurt, but at least. You have that he's a you're a more complete ball player. I I don't understand it at that young age to just DH. It, it something's wrong. I think he, I think he'll hit oh, better at the field. Yeah, more involved in the game. I agree. Yeah, but management's decision. Yes, it's stupid. Right. And that would also be the best way to get rid of him. He'll get hurt again, and you get <laughs> him off the team. Meanwhile, <laughs> they still owe money. I got a question for the West Coast. I want to know what makes the Giants having the best record in baseball. We don't read much about what's going on over there. All we see is that the record is. Why are great, they so good? Great starting pitching. They got Mike Taufman. Well, yeah, Taup we well Taufman, Taufman's batting 170, and yesterday he struck out five times. He looked horrible. Sixth time he comes up, he gets a home run. So... <laughs> But the Giants have this great starting pitching. The bullpen's okay. Sometimes they blow up, and they probably at this trade deadline they can get a, go get another arm. But it's the bench. I mean, he can throw out everybody out there, and they're hitting. And they the rest of the, the division is supposed to be good. You got the Dodgers, it, yeah. and the Padres in there with, with incredible payrolls, and what's going on? And they got. They've had resurrected years from Posey and Crawford to having an all-star year. They even got, they got, like I said, they got these veterans, but they got this kid, Steve Duggar, center fielder. This is the fourth time they brought him up. And this would have been the last time before they designate him. 
But, and now he's hitting 300. He's fast. He's a great fielder. Looks like he's going to stick. So maybe mm. some incentive really hurts along, that really helps along those lines. Well, Roger. And, the, and the manager's pretty damn good, too. Kaplan. Nice Jewish boy. Boy. Giants. Roger. Yeah, I think you guys are right. You guys are either tied or leading the major leagues in home runs, too, right, Howie? Yeah. Yeah, they're. They, the the record the giant record for home runs is two thirty five and that's from two thousand one when Bonds hit seventy three. They have well over a hundred now, so they may break that record. Yeah, they, they're hitting it out, and in the ballpark, which is hard to hit, out, to hit, hit the ball out. So, but I think it's more pitching than they're hitting. Uh, I, I defense too. Defense. I looked at the box score the other day. Um, you know, the, the main players, and a lot of them are batting like low twos. Dremsky yeah. and um, I don't even. But you know what they're doing? They're doing, posing. they're doing what the Yankees used to do, Mark. Work the count, make the other pitcher throw a lot of pitches. Uh, and that's the similarity that I see. Right. Have you gone to any games, Howie? Yeah, we just went to the game Saturday against the Phillies. That's the one game they lost. The funny thing is we had to, we had seats right behind home plate and then we had to get out from under home plate. Even though it was in the 60s, San Francisco, it was hot. So we got into the shade and we sat behind this group of people from Fresno, the family of no. uh, a Philly pitcher, Baraga, 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 I forgot his name, Baraga. And he pitched one inning and he had got the hell Old. But uh, it was a good time. It was nice kibitzing with them. There were giant fans rooting for the Phillies that day. Yeah, Howie goes to a lot of games. He's always on Facebook showing me. Love to go there. Yeah. So talking about the Yankees and, and Michael, I, I waited a week to to bring this up. Yes. Uh, about Mr. Horace Clark. Oh, Horace Clark. So I wanted to talk about Horace Clark for just about five minutes only. That the man played during the era when the Yankees stunk. Right. right. And he gets the blame. Right. Well, did pretty good as a batter during those those days. He he isn't the reason why they stunk. And I'm going to give a couple of statistics. You know, you know what it is, Mark, in my mind, right? There's always a subliminal reason why fans boo somebody. You know, he wasn't the, you know, not meaning to uh, sound, uh, I don't know what the word to use, wasn't the best looking guy in the world, right? <laughs> and uh, he looked a little doofy. And he was the type, I, I know I booed him, right? And he, he was the type who uh, you just don't particularly find yourself being able to uh, root for. And the funniest part about uh, Horace Clark, in 1974, we were traveling out west, and we ended up, in those days, it was called Jack Murphy Stadium, and we befriended the fans around there, and who's oh, playing second base uh -huh. but Horace Clark? Horace Clark. And yeah. I must have spent half the game telling everybody how Horace Clark stinks and how terrible, how, how terrible he was and how the Yankee fans hate him. And sure enough, sure enough he made the game-losing error to end the game, and San Diego lost, and everybody ended up walking off the field booing him. That's why you're hard. You know who was really <laughs> terrible that year? was the catcher, Jake Gibbs. 
Oh, God. Remember, the minute I saw him, he should have stayed for football, I think, at old Mississippi. <laughs> that guy was horrible. Mississippi State. Right. But Horace Clark did come up in May of 65. from And uh, he didn't have a terrible career, right? No, I'm going to nope. go to that career in a second. Uh, Roger, what do you want to say? Yeah, Michael, the difference between I grew up with that late 60s, early 70s Yankees. So Jerry Kenny, Stick Michael, Horace Clark. I mean, these, these were the guys I was rooting for. Clark did the best he could. I mean, the team, you know, was you would hope they could maybe get the 500 for a season. They just didn't have the talent. I mean, it was, you know, they were like a almost like a minor league team. But they, they tried. I mean, that's, you know. That's and you weren't going to boom Jerry Mantle. Kenny did the, sorry. <laughs> Jerry Kenny did the Little League Awards for my son when he was in the Little yeah. League. <laughs> Uh, but so, Horace Clark, yeah. he was born in 39, died in, in 2020. He was 81 years old. Yeah. Virgin Islands. From the from the Virgin Islands, right? St. Croix, yeah. St. Croix. Not yeah. many players have, have come from there. Yeah. He played nine years with the Yankees, all yeah. during those those bad days until mm. 74 before he was traded to the party. Listen to this. In 1966, he had 51 doubles. In 67, huh? he led the American League in singles. Singles, yeah. He wasn't a home run hitter. In 68, he led the American League in assists. In 69-70, he led the American League in at-bats. So he played every game. Yeah. Every in game. 70, he led the American League in the fewest strikeouts. Uh, one out of every 19.6 at-bats. That's some number. Yeah. And in 71, he led the American League again in singles. So it wasn't like he was a waste. He he stayed nine years. But mm -hmm. it seems like everyone talks about him as the reason why they went through that era. The reason why he was with them the entire time. Maybe that's right. the reason why, too. And and believe it, he said, he, they think, I saw an, uh, a statement here. He was the last New Yorker, uh, New York Yankee, to actually live in the Bronx. <laughs> he would walk five minutes away from his apartment to the stadium. What was his lifetime batting average, Mark? 256. 260, thank you. Yeah. Not terrible. I was thinking yeah. like about 240, so that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it takes a supporting cast, but he's not. Yeah. Always comes up. But. Nope, a, never like him. Never like him. Free Steinbrenner. Free <laughs> Steinbrenner. That's so, it. uh, it's last week, you know what, Mark? Part yeah. of the problem, yeah. part of the problem with Horace hit 27 career home runs. Okay, didn't belong on the Bronx Bombers. <laughs> I think he, he just, you know, just looking at his career record, um, he didn't have he didn't hit for power, he was a weak hitter, and I think. That's why a lot of fans were turned off. He wasn't clutch. 300 career RBIs also. Looking, yeah. But who were the, who were the bombers in that in those days? No one. No one. Post Mantle. No one. Right? The team bombed. That's no, right. Mantle retired it. in 68. But he was they all the got bomb. old. They got old. Right. They got old. Roger they didn't trade the players. And they got old together. And they had no minor league system. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, CBS wasn't spending any money yet. Right. You know, I, I just want to confess that back <laughs> in those days, I loved that team. I, I always had the hope 
that they were going to come around. I love Celerino Sanchez. <laughs> I love Gil. I could rattle Gil Blanco. Uh, they had Epstein. They they had of course Kenny, and then they had uh, uh, Ross Machito, <clears throat> and they had of course Gibbs who stunk, and they had uh, a couple of Gordon Gordon Windhorn. And, uh, Roger Repose. Roger Repose. Yeah, yeah. He's going to be the next Mickey Mantle. That's right. Mm -hmm. You know? Michael, you remember remember Gordon Winhorn? Right. It didn't it didn't pan out, and they even had a mediocre announcement by the name of Bob Gamir. And Bob yeah. Gamir actually, Bob Gamir was actually the one who said "Hi, far and gone" before uh, uh, what's his name, uh, uh, John Sterling. And they had Jerry Coleman who would go "Woo wee," and I used to like uh, I could I could listen to rain delays with Furuzuto and Bill White for an hour and a half, you know. And so those days. Even though uh, you know it was a novelty that they were losing year after year, I liked that team. They were entertaining, entertaining. They were enjoyable and likable ballplayers. Boy, those pitchers stunk, one right after the other. You know, uh, Andy Hawkins. I think there was one pitch. Was it Andy uh, Hawkins? Who, who Hawkins was or like that, right? He lost Stoudemire, the way to Hawkins. won twenty games on those crappy teams. Yeah, Stoudemire was the win. But I can talk about this week. Peterson, my you know, <clears throat> to Horace Clark for a minute. Horace Clark in 1970, when the Yankees did win 93 games, I think, he broke up three no-hitters in the ninth inning in the same month. Mm. Clark. There you go. But no one knows that until you just read it. Until I read it, mm -hmm. and I didn't know the Yankees won that many games, but finished 15 yeah. games behind Baltimore that year. Yeah. So that wasn't directed. a terrible year, 1970. Yeah. You know, in 1973, by the way, the right. Yankee yearbook, if you ever mm. take a look at the Yankee yearbook from 1973, in the top right corner, there was a little picture of Babe Ruth. There was a next picture of Luke Eric, another picture of Joe DiMaggio, another picture of Mickey Mantle, and a big picture of Bobby Mercer. Bobby wow. Mercer. Future of the franchise. <laughs> yeah. He was going to be the next Mick. Next minute. Did after you... Roger, after Roger Repose, of course. <laughs> so was 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 Bobby Marisha a better baseball player or a uh, a broadcaster? Oh, he was a great broadcaster. I loved him as a broadcaster. Mm -hmm. yeah. He couldn't fill those shoes. They they said the next mantle no. mark. I mean, that was impossible. No. It wasn't fair to him. But he was, right, he was well, a good I'm ball player. I'm going to check the rosters of the during the Harvest you guys, era. You guys remember Tom? Tom Seaver was the broadcaster for the Yankees around the, that time also for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I remember when Kirk Gowdy was an announcer for the Yankees. Oh, yeah. 1949, Milton. Yep, he was good. I like Kirk Gowdy. 1949, Kirk Gowdy and Mel Allen were the announcers, and they wrote a book about that year, uh, the year, the what was it called? The Summer of 49 by uh, Halberstam. Really, yeah. really. That's a That's really good book. Yeah, I gotta read that one. Okay, uh, we'll get back to. Well, we always get back to the Yankees and their and their past. A little bit of history, huh, Mark? You guys like that? I know. So it seems not a story here that last week when the Mets were in Washington, you know how the broadcasters, the the broadcasters of TV and radio, they phone. Yeah. They, they, they stay either in a studio or the stadium, their home stadium, and right. they see everything on a monitor That's and right. uh, they, they, they broadcast or tele, telecast, whatever the word is, uh, to, the, to the public. 
So it seems that the Met announces last week, <laughs> that's where in Washington and there they were booted. Gary Cohen and Keith Hernandez were booted, not booed, booted <laughs> from the TV studio. They're, they're, I guess they, they, where they usually sit in City Field to broadcast, they had to move to the dining hall of City Field. Media room. <laughs> the media, media room, where are they? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that the reason why there was an elementary school graduation <laughs> going on in City Field. <laughs> that knocked them out of their uh, their booth. The circus wasn't in town. <laughs> Priorities, there you go. Education comes first. Money, more money talks. There you go. Uh, Jeff Wilpon uh, probably booked that. Yeah, probably <laughs> years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, did you hear the Joey Votto story last week? Uh, the Reds were playing the Padres in San Diego, and in the first inning. Vado strikes out on a check swing. And uh, he argues with the umpire and gets thrown out of the game in the first game, first inning. Padre uh, fans are going wild. Yeah, hey, we got rid of Vado. Get rid of Vado. You know, you should do. But there was a six-year-old girl. Yes. Who oh, yeah, 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 yeah. San Diego. And, and Joey Votto, what is her, or was her, is, is her, is his favorite player, is her favorite player. She was so upset. I heard they put her on TV. <laughs> She's crying hysterically. When Votto heard about that, you know, he apologized to the kid and gave her a signed baseball, which I thought was nice. <laughs> What happened. That's a great baseball story. Great baseball story. Mm. And how about the Tampa Bay calling up their wonder boy, uh, Juan mm. Franco, who I told you about over a year ago. This kid's going to be, uh, let's hope he materializes. He hit a home run in his first game, called him up. First at bat. First at bat. He played third, not short. He's a shortstop. Uh, uh, let's see how he does. Juan Franco, the number one prospect in baseball, was finally caught called up and uh, they broke they broke their losing streak along the way and uh, anybody know what Tampa did with Mike Ford so far? He's in Durham. In the Durham now? Triple A. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, it seems that a little side note, Pujols, Albert Pujols made his debut one month and one day after Franco was born. <laughs> Franco was the first player in the Major League Baseball playing who was born in 2001, wow. which I thought wow. that was interesting. But, but I did bring him up last year. I do have it in my notes. <laughs> okay. Mark, can I, Mark, can I say something about Wanda Franco? Absolutely. You know, the, the big shame, though, this whole week was the next day, nobody was talking about the fact that his great debut Everybody was talking. About, I don't know if you guys talked about it before. I just came on late. But everybody was talking about the whole stupidity of these inspections of the Girardi and Scherzer thing instead of talking about what happened on the field baseball-wise. Right. Baseball, it's really a – what's going on with baseball with these inspections really a black mark. They shouldn't be doing it on the field. They should do it in the dugout. It, yeah. It's really ruining the game. Yeah, we talked about that for about 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh, all right. Thank you, Check, check Probably did. Tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, back to uh, Shohei Otani, what he did. 
Um, yeah. Uh, he made history yesterday. Yesterday. He, he pitched and he uh, uh, hit for himself. Um, and when they took him out, he, he, he what happened? He stayed in. He didn't, he didn't put come him in out. right field. They put him in right field, Mark. They put right. him in the field and yeah. they gave up. Uh, they gave up the, the DH. Yeah. And meanwhile, the Angels didn't have a DH, but the Giants did, which made right. it very interesting. The game was in, uh, in Anaheim. So it was the first time, I think, ever that the home team did not have a DH. Something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Baseball, baseball, baseball. We're going to be seeing Otani over the weekend, I think. The yeah, next week, Monday to Thursday. Come in. Yeah. Next week, after the weekend. Yeah. And we did talk about uh, Jack Leiter, Al's son, playing for Vanderbilt. Mm-hmm. Right? He's in the College World Series. Vanderbilt's still alive. They have one loss. You know, they play two losses and you're out. Yeah. Uh, he's six foot one, 205 pound pitcher, projected to go in the top five. On Monday, he struck out 15 in eight innings through 122 pitches, four hits, one run, one walk, but lost the game one nothing to North Carolina State. Uh, the pitching coach for Vanderbilt is a name which some of you might remember. Remember Mike Baxter? Yeah. He played yes. for the Mets. Outfield of the Mets. Uh, yes. San Diego. Ruined his career in the Santana. Clubs. Ruined his career in the, in the Santana no-hitter. That's right. Ran against the Something like that. Guy from from Whitestone. He's from Whitestone. He played in the Bayside Little League. Wow. My son played in the Little League. They played against Mike Baxter, and I have him in a box score because I was the coach. I have his name in a box. He's the the batting coach for Vanderbilt right now. Okay. So, do I have more baseball? It was a death. Mostly, it's a death as Bob Miller died. Ooh, which one? Which one, Mark? <laughs> which one? Righty Bob Miller? Righty, not the left. Righty? Okay. <laughs> now, his name, he was born Robert Lane Geminweiser. 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 That was his name. But he decided to change his name to, to Robert Miller, Bob Miller. Um. And he was a Met in 62. He lost 12 games in a row as a Met. And of course, that record was broken by Anthony yeah, Hawkins. Young. Young, right? Oh, Young, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Pitched for the Cardinals, the Mets, the Dodgers, the Twins, the Cleveland, the White Sox, the Cubs, the Padres again, the Pirates, the Padres again. That's <laughs> <laughs> again. You know, you never, you always need a relief pitcher. I guess he wore out his welcome. Go someplace else. But he was a time world champion. 63 with the Dodgers. 65 with the Dodgers. I guess. Dodgers. Yeah. And 71 with the Pirates. 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 Wow. Right. Pretty good. Okay. Talking a lot about baseball. You know, the Hall of Fame ceremonies are going to be outside. They changed it again. It's going to be in September 8th. <laughs> Jeter, Walker, Simmons, Marvin Miller, 
will be inducted outside. The largest crowd ever mm. was 82,000 for, for Cal Ripken. Oh. Oh. I wonder if they're going to break the record this time because they didn't do Vegeta, it. Vegeta, yeah. No? You think? Yes, a, no. 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 Take a nice time of the year to go out to Cooperstown. The weather is wonderful there at that time. We'll see what happens. Okay, let's talk basketball and, and hockey. What do we got? Ron, you got some stuff? That's a, I guess a little bit with basketball. We could start off. Yeah. Nets had a heartbreaking uh, loss in their game seven to the Bucks this past, you know, past week or whatever. Yeah. You know, the feet's too big. Yeah, it's <laughs> by about a half an inch. That's true. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And um, look, with uh, Ky- Kyrie missing and Harden on one leg. Yep. You know, let's face it, Durant. <laughs> Durant gave his all. And I heard there was a milk carton with Joe Harris's picture on it. Um, <laughs> that, that he, you know what? If he had not even a good series, if he had a decent series, yeah, hit a few more shots. The game, yeah. this series yeah. would have been over in five games. That, yeah. that you think he's gone? You think Harris is gone? No. No. They may be trying to trade them, but uh, what's he uh, worth? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So uh, the Bucks moved on, and they lost. Uh, lost. They lost last year. They lost yeah. to Atlanta. Ray Young, forty-eight points. Raj, you want to say something? Yeah, it's fine, Ron. You mentioned the Joe Harris. I was thinking the same thing during during the seventh game. There, because especially towards the end, Durant would pretty much he was bringing the ball up. I I know he was getting tired. Probably he was like doing it all. They weren't even. Looking for Harris or anybody else. I mean, Harris had what one shot towards the end of the game. I think. I don't. I don't think they. I. I think they just decided that Durant was. They were going to win or lose yeah. on Durant. Right. And, 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 that's yeah, fine. They I thought they should have, right. And you had Harden on one leg. And, you know, so you didn't have a lot of options. But I mean, but that. Durant but that other game, that the uh, the game before. I mean, it was one of the most phenomenal games ever. Durant. He played fifty three minutes. Yeah. The whole game plus overtime. <laughs> that, that was, you know, he's an amazing oh, player. But, um, yeah. you know, they, Harris was what? Yes. I think, what, one for 10 the last game? Yeah. Something like that. So, you can't the... Stephen, you're, you're a basket, you were, you were a basketball coach one time. Do you have a yeah. player? You do it all. You bring it up and you shoot. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's called elementary school. <laughs> yeah. No, you know who did that in high school? Marcus Stroman. <laughs> anywhere inside half anywhere inside half court was shooting range for him never tell a player in front of the other guys you do it all I just clear you know, out clear it <laughs> you know what is ironic about that game was uh, one of the key plays at the very end was when Brooke Lopez blocked Durant's shot yeah right yeah. Not known for his defensive prowess. Right. Not known, not known <laughs> for his defense. Yeah. Yeah. That was a big play. It was a big play, yeah. And then with, with the other series, Philadelphia's in trouble, too, going forward, too. Yeah. With, oh, with, ben, with ben, ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. <laughs> they, gave, yeah. they gave his reassurance today to him. Oh, like, yeah. oh that's a death sentence. Like him, we go on <laughs> forward with him. But they said... He'll be in Minnesota next year, Ben Simmons. <laughs> right. His, his contract's too big. The, the, Nets need, the Nets need Lenny Rosenbluth. <laughs> 57, 57 <laughs> Carolina. From North Carolina. Come on. 15, I know 50, who they need. 1957. <laughs> and, then, and then he was a very good bartender in New York. <laughs> Ron Chamberlain couldn't shoot free throws. What? I have a question. 
He, yeah, but really? you know, when he scored the 100 points, he was 28 for 32. That's right. That was the yep. one game he shot him well, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, but he wasn't as bad. Simmons was, what, 30%, I think he yeah. shot? Yeah. Four uh, for four. I think it was a game five, a game six. What is it? Four for 14 from the foul line. Yeah, but One did you games. see him? He passed up that sure shot. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. Right. that was weird. That, that was, was the game. And right there. Big- I got, a, I got a question. Where is where does Trey Young come from? I never heard him talk. He talks. He, he sounds South African. Do you know where he no, comes from? No, I think he's from Texas. <laughs> he's from no. Texas or Oklahoma. Really? Wow. Seriously? Oklahoma. Yeah, his, his. I think his father played ball at Texas Tech or somewhere down there. Well, he, he sounds. He's he from, sounds. He sounds. He sounds like he's from somewhere in the uh, in the British Kingdom or whatever is no, left of it. He's from the southwest. His face, his, his face doesn't match his voice. No, he's an incredible player. Oh, oh, wow. wow. Well, some of the games he he didn't shoot too well. Uh, yeah. in the last couple of games in Philly, right. he, had, right. he scored a lot of the points. Yeah, and set up a lot of the points, but his shot wasn't there. I don't know if his um, they said the shoulder. Or, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. The yeah. Shoulder. Something was bothering him, but. He doesn't seem to let it bother him. And yeah. in the late, toward the end of the game, he hit a couple of big shots. So, you know, yeah. One of those games for the horse. Kevin Herter saved him. He's 27 yes. points. He yeah. was well, they have, they have three, they got a great team. They, got they a, have three they have three guys, three big yeah. guys who can shoot the ball from outside. Herter, yeah. um, Bogdanovich, and uh, Gallinari. Yeah, right. yeah. And and inside, inside Collins and Capella are good. They're a yeah. good team. Yeah. They, they are. They, they, uh, he they went could win the whole. It was Oklahoma Sooner. Uh, yeah. And he was drafted oh, yeah. fifth that year. Right. Now, three years ago. I was talking to Marty earlier in the day, and Marty seemed to have left us. But uh, we were talking about it. I couldn't figure if it's been two years or three years that Trey Young has been around. I this, this is his third year. Yeah. This is his third year. So, again, yeah. with the draft picks, I said, did the Knicks pass him by? But no, no. ninth that year and picked Knox. That yeah. was the year the Knicks picked Knox. As a matter of fact, but he Young was involved in a trade on, on the, in the draft with right. Dallas. Right. They swapped picks and Dallas got the Donchick. Ron, you got more. Where are you? Yeah, just real quick out west. Um, you got Phoenix. Yeah. It has a 2-0 two, two lead over yeah. the Clippers. And uh, I think Chris Paul is a might be coming back. Yes, yeah, from, said he is. Yeah, he is. Yes. What about Leonard? Any Leonard? No, I don't think no. so. I don't no, no, he's out for he's out for at least game three. Yeah, they're saying it game by game, but he's out for. The next I mean, that's that's the difference. You know, he's uh, he's just a phenomenal player. He's but he's yeah. so, uh, you know, he's not flashy, Leonard. He's just uh, efficient. Good. Uh, yeah. Oh Surprise. yeah, yeah. Surprising in the game the other night, George missing two free throws at the end yeah. of the game. The that, that, oh, yeah. He was a very oh, good free yeah. throw shooter. Yeah, that was a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, that was, you like that ending, Ron? Uh, yeah, that was, that was pretty yeah. impressive. Pretty then we were talking about Crowder. The, the, the lob, I think, was the key mm. thing there because even though the other center got picked off, he still mm. almost got there and the ball was just over his fingertips. It was a perfect lob. Yeah. Well, well, they're blaming the uh, checking the play of yeah. giving them time to set up the play. Mm-hmm. You know, the uh, going to the replay, yeah, yeah. you know, I don't know if they, maybe they should do something like like in tennis. I know they, if there's something, well, you can't coach in tennis. Right. Um, but maybe like during those timeouts or whatever, they shouldn't be allowed to coach. 
just right. have the players on the court and not, you know. They can do it. Go to their coaches. Right. It's like an extra timeout. It is. Yeah, exactly. not, not like it is. Yeah. I had to execute the play. Yeah. What did they say? The last three minutes took 33 minutes or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, Watch the last three minutes of a game. Forget and it. Uh, 30 in the morning or so. 25 minutes. Uh, <laughs> the Mavs got rid of Rick Carlisle, but he got picked up by the Pacers today. Oh, did he? Oh, he did. Oh, wow. By the who? <laughs> Pacers. He's a good coach. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, he's a good coach. I think he I thought he... I thought he just. I thought he decided not to come back. No, yeah, they, didn't, they didn't want to extend him. I think, right? I think yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't like a firing. What do you think was going to happen I, with? Um, I, th I think once once Donnie Nelson left, I think he decided yeah. he was. He didn't want to come back. Yeah, yeah. Thirteen, yeah. 13 seasons there. What are they going to do with Porzingis? <laughs> trade him. Trade him to the Knicks. Oh, trade him to the Knicks. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Knicks right. Yeah, well, straight up, straight up for Kevin Knox. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take Ask that. Yeah. Right. Yeah, well, yeah. One, one last thing with basketball: the draft was this week. The draft order lottery, yeah. Yeah. Mm. So uh, Detroit, the wasteland of basketball, got the first <laughs> pick. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry, they're just a horrible franchise right now. Yeah. Uh, they wound up with the number one pick this uh, week in the draft. So. I heard. I don't, they, they, know, I don't even know the players that are coming out. I, you know, the, the number, the, the consensus number one is this guy from Oklahoma State, Cade Cunningham, right, six eight, guard forward. They might trade that. And then there's two guys who I never heard of who played in the G League elite. They they bypassed college. And then there was a guy from USC, Evan Mobley, yeah. and I forget who the fifth guy was. There was a fifth guy, who, I don't remember who it was, but. Those are supposedly the top five. I heard Trey Young's coming out again. Yeah. <laughs> but um, um, I, I want the, the NBA is going to change some foul foul uh, changes. Did you hear this one? I, no, I didn't understand this. Yeah, the NBA. I read it right. Wrote it down. The NBA wants to move forward with foul changes for non basketball moves. Yeah, right. Yeah. Foul calls on non-basketball moves by offensive players. Leaning in, I think. And this would prevent players from using unnatural shooting motions to draw fouls. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Into defenders yeah. to create contact and create free throw opportunities. Well, I, I, I think what they're referring to, like what Trey Young does, he'll dribble down the court, and if he yeah. knows someone's behind him, when he shoots, he'll lean back. Yeah, you know something like that is unnatural. I think something like that. There, a lot of guys lean forward. So when the uh, when the when the defensive right. player comes down, there's, you know, no, there's contact. That's there's another no thing I think they're looking can't at. stop. Yeah. And did you hear the story today? The Harlem Globetrotters <laughs> want oh, yeah. to join the NBA as a team. <laughs> Yeah, but what about their winning streak? Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know where they should play? They should play in the Rooker playground. 
Uh, yeah. Abe Saperstein must be turning <laughs> yeah. over in his right. grave. Yeah, right, right. I thought there was a season they were in the NBA. Oh, before the end, there was an NBA, they played a season or two. Yeah, the, I saw them. The I saw them at the Garden yeah. when I was a kid. I think that oh, was great to watch. Yeah, that'll lock lemon. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Anthony and Carmelo are getting divorced. That's not the bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> big news. That's the big news of the week. I talked yeah. about, about fifteen minutes. Talk hockey. Let's go. Okay. Well, the All Islanders right. last night forced a game seven against yep. Tampa with a three-two. Very proud of that team. Yeah. Over right. The way they came back. Considering they got demolished in the game before eight nothing, yeah. so Friday night, you know, right. game seven, game seven, that's it. So let's let's go bolts. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> that's what you really think, Ron. No, that, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be neutral in this, but yeah, right. I'm, I'm going to get the bolts jersey. How how long ago did their coach win the Stanley Cup with Washington? How many years ago was that? Three years ago. I think yeah, 2018. Yeah, wait, but, wait. This is his third year with the Islanders, right? Right. But a year before. Year before, yeah. Right. Yeah, eight left. That's the winning. Yeah, you just let him go. Really I think that's helping. How to make a lot of adjustments, whether they win or lose the game seven. Yeah, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, I just wanted to say that yesterday. On Carton and Roberts, so they had a thing where Carton takes Roberts and he puts him in a big vat, and he spills water over his head, and Carton is is uh, reciting some kind of a voodoo poem, in uh, in an attempt to uh, conjure up a way to get the uh, the uh, spirits for the Islanders to win. And uh, <laughs> I actually uh, I have a uh, what do you I'll, I'll send it to you. It's very very funny, and. Uh, when it was two nothing, I thought all that voodoo was going to go to waste. But uh, I got to admit, it was an it was a miraculous game. And yeah. for uh, for me, what I do is uh, I watch the Yankee game, of course. But I put the other game on the DVR and I fast forward to all the goals. So that's how I watch. Uh, it was the Rangers. I'd watch all the Ranger game. But uh, it was a heck, it was a heck of a game. And that winning goal was something yeah. else. Yeah. Like five in overtime. What was what was the thing at the end of the game with the fans throwing? Was it? Beer cans on the ice. Beer cans. Everything. Right. That was A yeah. couple of plays almost got hit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the Islander plays. I mean, it's a little wild, ridiculous. Wild team. <laughs> Young Islander fans, you know. With, with right. <laughs> right. That's right. What's happening with Montreal and Vegas? Right. Us Ranger fans right. would never do that, Ron. Right. Never. No, never. You know what, Fred? They wouldn't. I know. I know. They, I'm saying that. Oh, I get serious. I mean, okay. I, I mean it. Joking around. No, I'm not joking. I'm serious. <laughs> so what, uh, yeah, no, you're, you're, it's true. You know, uh, especially when their team won. Right. Yeah. That's that's right. the funny part. Yeah. You know, they're acting, they're acting like Philadelphia fans last if they're, night. If there's a you know, disputed goal against their team, you know, they, you, I was amazed. I said, what's going on? They might be thinking it's the last game at the, uh, you know, Coliseum. the Coliseum and, yeah. you know, celebrating that crazy hey. way. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Montreal's ahead? Yeah, 3-2. Yep. The game's tonight, which is surprising to me because three, three, Vegas three, is three, the three, bigger – Stronger team, but I don't know. They're making mistakes. Flurry doesn't look that sharp in goal. Yeah, to me. So is the game tonight in uh, Montreal? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Game six, Montreal. Yeah. And the Rangers got a new coach, Ron. Right? We got to mention that. Yep. Oh, Gerard Gallant. Yep. They made it official. Yep. Yep. 
Okay. So the, well, our future looks bright. We'll see what happens yeah. next year with that. Yeah. So there was there were two deaths in in hockey. Did you hear those two deaths? Yeah, Tom Curvis. Curvis. <coughs> Cancer. Who's, who's the second one? Fifty-eight years old. Good defense. Guys know him. Yeah, right. Devils. Oh, 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 wow. Yeah. Curvis. Minnesota. Yeah, he actually played the Canadians, Sabres, Devils, yeah. Maple Leafs, Canucks. Islanders yeah. and the Mighty Ducks. Yeah. And Rene Robert. Oh, didn't hear that. Yeah. With the f- famous French connection line. Gio Perot and. Uh, oh, yeah, for Buffalo, yeah. 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 Stuff. And there's your hockey news right there and there. Okay, we got about 10. I, I have football, I have Marvel, but we could help push this thing aside because <laughs> I know you guys want 10 minutes of at least trivia questions, right? Right. 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 All right. All right. Let's line them up. Trivia questions. For I got one. All right. You came late. You came late. Any? Okay. I'll give it to you. Yeah. You want to give me one? Okay. Who is the first pitcher born in New York State to defeat the Yankees and Mets in New York in the same year? The same year. Yep. Oh, that was on TV. I should have written that one down. Wait, wait, let's see. Yankees and Mets. That'd be like during. Ofax? Nope. Hack and no, no. Yankees and Mets in New York in the same year. Not in postseason. Not in. Oh, okay. Postseason, regular season. Regular season. I'll give you a hint. Regular it happened season. this year. It happened this year. Uh, yeah. Oh. And the guy. Roman? Did, no. And this picture, did, this picture did something else. This year, that was the first time ever in baseball, which which is a weird thing, but I'll tell you. And he's got the same name as a pretty famous musician. <laughs> Mike Beethoven. No, no, I know who this is. Uh, Lenny Goodman, Lenny Goodman, it was right. No, <laughs> famous rock, pretty famous rock musician. Plays who plays the flute. Oh, oh Ian, Anderson. Ian Anderson. Now, Ian Anderson did something yeah. else this year, the first time ever. It's not Ian he won, Anderson. He won two consecutive games against the pitcher of the same last name as him. Pirates and the Brewers, they started – both Pirates both started a guy named Anderson, and he was the winning pitcher. <laughs> first time that ever happened in baseball. Really? Wow. Really? Everything. I should have known that. I thought that one was on the TV. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so he plays for the Braves, right? Right. Yeah. They beat the, they played the Yankees and the Mets both in New York okay. this year, and he won. He pitched in Kansas City. Who else, Gerald? You have one. Gerald. Uh, in in baseball, there were two father and son combinations who played on the same team at the same time. Well, you have to both Griffies. Griffies, yes, Reigns. That's it, Griffey and Reigns. And Reigns. Yes, wow. yes. Reigns had a son? I don't even know. Apparently. Yes. Yep. Played briefly Tim in the Reigns Jr. Rock yeah. Reigns, yeah. Rock Reigns Jr.? Yeah, played <laughs> briefly in the Reigns Majors. Paul Memorials 2001. <laughs> Rock Reigns. Reigns. All right, who else has one? Okay, Michael. Here's one. As of last Saturday... Sergio Romo pitched in his 759th career game. He is third among amongst active pitchers who are one and two. Mm-hmm. And number two, 
pitch for the Yankees and the Mets. So active pitches. Active pitches. Pilot Clippard. Right. Very good. Wow. He said pitch for the Yankees and Mets. Yankees and Mets. Yeah. Who was a veteran. The other one is the guy on Houston. Oh. Uh, oh. What's his name? Yeah, what's his name? <laughs> Not Mark Melanson. No. Two very, no. two very common names. Oh, no. He's on San Diego. Right. Uh, An Astro pitcher? Yeah. An Astro pitcher. Yeah. 100, uh, 804 games. Oh, uh, what's his name? Yeah, thank you. Very common names. Very, very, very. His last name probably is the most frequent last name in uh, in all of names. John Smith. Joe Jones? Smith. John Smith. Joe Smith. That's right. Oh yeah. Joe Smith. Smith? <laughs> Joe Smith. Joe yeah. Smith. Smith. He's pitching that many games, Joe Smith. Yeah. yeah. Remember with the Mets. Yeah. Okay. Isla Clippett is number two. Yeah. Wow. Seriously. He's like active now. What what team right. is he on now, Tyler Clifford? Playing. Oh, Arizona. Oh, is he? What? I never when I never liked seeing him come in when he was on the Mets. By the way, can I ask you guys a quick question? I was looking at the Pirates box score while we were all uh, looking at this. Uh, I saw Frazier. Is that Todd Frazier is on the Pirates now? No, it's, it's a guy named Adam Frazier. Adam Frazier. Oh, second baseman. Also, oh, right. team this year. Yeah, Pod yeah. is going to play in the Olympics. I think in the Olympics. Right. 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 All right. All right. We have like more questions for you. Oh, it's the... okay, Gerald. Again, who is the first player in baseball history to hit for the cycle three times in their career? And I'll give you choices: Babe Herman, Bob Musil, Lou Gehrig, Roger Hornsby. Oh no, Babe Herman. So it's one of those four, right? Yes. <laughs> I say Roger Hornsby. No. I say Lou Gehrig. No. Or is Dave Berman. No. That's Bob Musil. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and in the, and okay. In the National he League. Lou Gehrig. We are with you, too. <laughs> in the National League, Babe Herman was the first to do that. Wow. Hit for the cycle three times in, the, in his career. I has one. Oh, what do you play for, Jerry? Huh? What's that, Michael? Who did uh, Babe Herman play for? Dodge. Dodge. Uh, Brook, uh, the Brooklyn Robins and the Chicago Cubs. Okay. I got a couple here. Name the only three players to have 200-plus hit seasons with three different teams. Hmm. They're active. None of them are active. Uh, so Pete Rose. Players, they hit had a two hundred or more hits in a season, but they on three different teams. Pete Rose. Pete Henderson. Pete Rose. Rose was not Pete Rose. He only played Henderson. It wasn't Henderson. Mm, whoa. Bill Madlock. Bill Madlock. What? Bill Madlock. No. What? No. Hall of Famers. Rod Carew? No, I'll give you a hint. One we just mentioned in that last question. Bob Musial. Dave <laughs> Herman. Dave Herman. Herman. Rogers Hornsby. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Hornsby. Four times with the Cardinals, the Giants, oh, and, and the Cubs, three times. And now the other two. Another Hall of Famer. 
Initials PM. Paul Molitor. Paul The Blue Jays and the Twins. And the third one, almost impossible to get, flying under the radar, but he must have got a lot of hits during the time he played. It's initials. His name. Initials. Juan Pierre. What? Juan Pierre? Yeah, I oh, remember. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously? Yes. Very fast guy. Really? Yeah. Yes. A singles hitter. <laughs> I didn't think he hit well enough to ever hit that guy that many hit. That Got 200 bunts. Wow. Yeah. Waves are <laughs> Yeah. Who else has a question down the line here? Who else? I got an easy one. Yeah, All right. Name the four managers who managed both the Mets and the Yankees. Joe Torre. 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 Barra. Yogi Berra. Stengel. Stengel, Berra. Tori. One more. Tori. Missing one. Green. Dallas Green. That's right. Dallas Green. Dallas Green. I got one. The year Roger Maris hit the 61 home runs, who was his, his two roommates? <laughs> Bob, Bob Serve. <laughs> Mary right. Mickey Smith. Mantle. And Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle. Mickey Mantle and Bob, and Bob Serve. Serve. Right. Mm-hmm. Got an sure. apartment in Queens. In Queens, Bayside, I think. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's good. And they got along, and uh, it was all the things they said about them uh, were not true. They got along fine. Right. Yeah. Okay, Served did the cooking. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, served right. also. Didn't he serve also? Didn't he also serve? Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. How about this one? Since 1901, man, that's a long time ago. Name only player, uno player, to hit 350 or higher in a single season in both leagues. Mm. Very interesting. Initials, J-O. 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 Oh, not Johnny Oates. I believe one was with the Mets and one was with the Blue Jays. John Olerud. John Olerud is correct. Oh, yeah. Wow. Wow. Olerud. 350 with the Mets one year? Yeah. I don't remember. He's a good player, but I don't remember him hitting that high. Neither do I at that high. Which current manager has the longest tenure? Bob Melvin? Bob Melvin, yeah. 2011. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. They've renewed his contract for next year already. I guess he's doing it. That's very well. Yeah. Who asked the Ian Anderson question? What's that? Who asked the Ian Anderson question? Because he had a a famous high school teammate who plays professional basketball. Oh, Mm. uh, upstate New York. What was it? Um, That's right. Yeah, I know it's upstate New York. I'm trying to think. We just talked about him uh, before you came on. Uh, oh. Kevin Herter. Oh, right. Yeah, he's from the Albany area. Right. And Kevin, and Kevin Herter's father, I don't know if anybody remembers, 1980s, Siena in the NCAA tournament beat Stanford. His father was on that team. Right. <laughs> Okay, Gerald, you'll be the last one, then we'll say ta-ta. <laughs> this is an interesting question. Who was the first 
pitcher to win the triple crown, triple crown being defined as ERA uh, wins and uh, strikeouts? Randy Johnson? I'm going to give you choices. I'm going to give you choices. Roger Clemens, Sandy Koufax, Pete Alexander, Walter Johnson. Walter Johnson. Walter Johnson. No, no. Pete Alexander. Pete, Pete Alexander, and who was the first to do it in the National League? The only Carl other Hubble? person to do it. Carl Hubble? No. Christy Matthewson? Bob Gibson? No. No. Colfax. Colfax. Yeah. It's Colfax. He wasn't the first. I, 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 and Jerry, who played, who played him in the movies? And uh, the pitcher. With Doris Day. <laughs> the Gipper. Doris Day, good one. That was a good one. We should we should do a segment on like uh sports movies. That'd be cool. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. We could do that one time. All right, boys. I want to uh call it a day. I want to thank you all for uh coming aboard and uh hope you enjoyed yourself today. Yep. And I did. We'll see you. Yep next week uh here thank you mark thank you mark good show thanks mark thank you have a good one boys be good i made it everybody thank you enjoy thanks everybody bye guys